Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grand. I'm your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for grand on the county, state, or national level. Today's sponsor is Steerwalt Superflex, featuring hyaluronic acid and turmeric. A bag of Superflex is meant to last three months and can be used on multiple species. It helps joint health and flexibility. You can purchase this product at steerwaltcattleandclinics.com and other animal supply stores. We used it on my Champion Tulsa steer this past year, and I would highly recommend it. Today, we will be hearing from Whitney Walker from Prairie Grove, Arkansas. This is an interview that I had a really good time with, and I will definitely cherish it. Whitney is a true leader. Her and her family are very strong in their faith. This is just something that I've really enjoyed doing with her. The two things that really stood out to me that she talked about was her perspective in cattle selection and how she blocks out all the negativity in this world. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello, Whitney. Thank you so much for being on here today. Glad to have you. Thank you for having me on here, Sierra. I think that Shooting for the Grand is a really awesome podcast, and I think it's awesome that you've taken on this project at such a young age. Well, thank you very much. Um, It's really backed up the theory that you can do anything you set your mind to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's no dream that is too big. So how has work been for you? Aren't you helping with the Congress? Yeah, it's been really good. I um, was selected to be an intern here at Calhoun's Congress. Um, it's day three now, so I'm not too tired yet. Uh, <laughs> ask me in a week. Um, the first couple of days have been really snowy, and we've been moving trucks and trailers in and trying to get everybody situated. But now the sun is shining, and we're going to have a really, really great show in the next few weeks. Well, that's great. It's amazing that we have a whole team of workers helping to make this happen. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that appreciates it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Are you showing here? Uh, Yes, I have a heifer that I'm going to show as a prospect heifer. And I have a market steer. And my sister Mm -hmm. has a Hereford heifer. That's awesome. So, for those who don't know you, could you please tell us a little bit about you and your family? I would love to. So, my name is Whitney Walker. I am 20 years old, and I am originally from northwest Arkansas. I grew up on about a 1,500-acre ranch about 15 minutes west of Fayetteville, Arkansas, with my parents, Eric and Lindsay Walker, my older brother, Mason, and my little sister, Caitlin, and we raised uh, a lot of Mainanjou and Hereford, Kiamia cattle, a little bit of all the breeds. I grew up on a cow-calf operation, and then my grandparents also have some quarter horses. Uh, we, me and Mason and Caitlin actually started showing lambs when I was four or five years old. It uh, deepened my family's history. My great-grandparents actually were really big cheese breeders in Arkansas, and so that's what we started out with. And then my older brother wanted to show cattle, 
because that's my what my dad showed in high school. He had ears. And so we got into the cattle industry then, uh, the show cattle industry, that is. And we've been hooked ever since. So I, I've been in it for about 15, 16 years now. And I am so lucky to be in this industry. Now, my older brother, he, um, me and him, we went back and forth, uh, you know, in showmanship and uh, showing against each other and together uh, for a long time. But he's actually fallen in love with the uh, goat industry. He now raises and uh, runs a goat operation called Supreme Show Goat. And then my little sister, she showed cattle for a while, too. But then she started showing uh, raining cow horses, and it's a completely different world. She is so good and so talented with her horses and just the ability that she has. And so I think that just all of us growing up together and showing cattle and then finding our different avenues of things in agriculture that we love uh, is really interesting and really fun that we all have our own avenues and then my parents I'm just so thankful that they one have given us these opportunities to get involved in these different agricultural uh, endeavors and then that they've supported us and always encouraged us to follow our dreams uh, just just like I'm sure your parents do too uh, and it's just some just those are just some things about my family that's just kind of what we do anybody that knows us knows that we don't really, we don't go to the lake we don't we don't really do sports what we do we, we go to horse shows we go to cattle shows and we go to duck shows and that's about our life wow i did not know that that's amazing which is just another reason why i love to ask this question because it's just a good opening to the episode and I get to know so much more about the person I'm interviewing. And this is a great example. There's a lot of people that don't even know that I have a little sister because she doesn't come to cattle shows very much. She's always at horse shows. So, yeah, it, it's a fun way to get to know each other. That's exactly right. And um, my uh, sister, Claire, she would mm-hmm. love to hear this story about your sister because she is obsessed with horses. And so I'm sure she would really like to listen to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. So congratulations on being a top five finalist for the LaPrice Scholarship. All of the finalists this year get prize money. So what do you plan to do with yours? Well, thank you um, for recognizing that. I uh, I am very, very honored to be to have been chosen as a LaCree finalist. It is such a prestigious honor um, to be at that level with some of the past recipients. And there, I know that there's such a great pool of applicants this year. If, um, oh, yeah. College is so, so expensive. It is insane. I, I think with, with the, the free money, there, there's two different things that I would do with it. And just depending on what level of it I receive, I don't know, I may split it and go a couple different ways. Um, one, I'll either use it. I, I would like to do a grad graduate program and get my master's degree after I finish my bachelor's degree at Oklahoma State. Um, 
and I, I would use that money to go towards another agriculturally based degree uh, in a master's program. Or um, I would also, I, I really want to have cattle when I'm older and I want to have my own herd and I want to move basically from the exhibitor perspective to a producer perspective uh, as I age out of my show career. And so I would use that money to basically build my herd. I don't know whether that would be buying donor cows, embryos, um, trying to buy in on a herd sire. So there's just a lot of different avenues that I could take with that money. Um, but just the the investment that Innovation Ag Marketing and the Embryos on Snow Sale and Transova, um, just the the trust they have in the youth of agriculture to give that kind of money to us because they believe in the future of our industry, uh, it, it really means a lot to me. And, and I hope I, that I do them proud uh, in whatever way I use the money. I think those sound like great plans to use that money, very wise choices. And I'm sure um, these could give some other kids applying for scholarships some good ideas as well. And so thanks for that. Yeah, for sure. So this is kind of a more complicated question. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I do think it's important to ask because cattle selections are constantly changing. And so how has the decision-making process with your cattle selection changed for you since you were young to nowadays? That is a great question. And when I was, when, uh, when you sent me an email, just kind of with a brief outline of some of the questions you were going to ask me, and I, I read that one, I, I was taken aback. I, I was thinking, wow, she, she really is hitting me with some hard questions. I'm going to have to think about this. <laughs> um, but when I, so when I was younger, I would definitely say uh, that just I saw these beautiful, beautiful show heifers that just look so, so perfect. And I focused too much on uh, basically the extension out of their front end and just being a freaky, stout, fluffy show heifer that was big and full. I just wanted them to look like really, really good show heifers. But as I've gotten older, uh, I've realized that some of those heifers that I picked out that my dad has trusted me with to help him pick out didn't turn out to be as good as some of the cows that he has picked out. So I think that as I've gotten older, my perspective has just shifted um, and focus a lot more on functionality. And now I really understand after growing up and seeing my show heifers turn into cows and seeing what works and what doesn't work. I think that it's more important to find genetics and cattle, um, that can be cows that, well, that are cows that can be show heifers rather than show heifers that might be able to turn out to be a good cow. Because at the end of the day, yes, we can win shows all all day long. We can go show cattle, and that's great. But if we don't have cows that are functional and productive in the real world and on ranches, they that we won't have any show heifers that will come out of this. And so I really think that functionality, um, structure, 
and not just structure at the ground. I think structure um, in their spine, uh, in shoulder angles, just, uh, I am, I am no expert and I, you can ask anybody on that. Um, I just think that the ability for a cow to turn into a show heifer is more valuable than a show heifer that can turn into a cow. And you may say you're not an expert, but I absolutely agree with what you just said because you can show heifers all day long that look amazing, but if they're going to be a good cow, that's a whole other process. And I totally agree in what you said because you could have a really good cow, but what matters more is what she's going to produce. That's good. I agree. And I, I think that different operations and whatever you're trying to produce that you can have different types of cows whether you have bigger frame more bloomy females versus a stout power cow that you're trying to raise steers with um there's a lot of different avenues that functional cows can go down but at the end of the day they're they're all functional cows that can produce I absolutely agree. Thank you for sharing your perspective on that. So, oh yeah. Um, what do you do in your downtime or when you're not showing? Well, as of lately, it seems like I don't have a lot of downtime between <laughs> college and uh, I've been I've been working with my family on Arkansas Youth Expo and then showing. Um, but, but when I do have downtime, uh, I actually really enjoy playing golf. I was on my high school golf team back home in Arkansas. Uh, was I very good? No, uh, but, but I enjoyed a lot. And it's something my granddad, um, I always did it with him growing up. And so it's, it's special to me. And then I also own, I own my own online boutique where I sell clothes um, and jeans and everything and it's just a little side project for me but it's just really fun for me I've always enjoyed fashion um, and uh, it's just a nice way for me to learn about business uh, learn about fashion and then be able just to uh, make some money for myself while I'm in college as well. I did not know that. We might have to look into that um, online store of yours. That sounds pretty neat. And I didn't know you had a sense of fashion, but I think that's amazing. And sorry for any boys listening that we're getting into this topic. (laughs) So Sorry, guys. (laughs) So what is the name of your online store? It's called Ranch City, and it's called that because of where I grew up, because I lived on a 1,500-acre ranch, and I am 15 minutes away from uh, a metropolitan area with over 100,000 people. It is it is a unique area, so it's, it's kind of a blend of my style between Western fashion, and then I also wear some beauty clothes that are a little more girly and not as uh, not as tailored to the Western fashion industry. Uh, so honestly, the boutique, the stuff that I have is basically just a little glimpse into what my closet looks like, I guess you could say. <laughs> and um, people would be surprised of how I dress when I'm not at a cattle show. And that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. And that's something that y'all should definitely look into if you're into that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> 
So what has been your greatest achievement throughout your showing career to date? Mm. That is hard to put a pin in. I think my most memorable achievement, uh, this, this is actually kind of a funny story. So in 2015, I was at the Maine and Junior National. It was in Springfield, Illinois. And it was the first year that I showed in intermediate showmanship. And I had a Chelsea or a Charisma Chelsea heifer from Deck Cattle, some of our really good friends. And uh, I was in showmanship and I was lucky enough to make the finals. And I was ecstatic about that, having, having it been my first year as an intermediate. And then we get down to about a top 15 and a top 10. And I am somehow still, uh, I, I'm still in the ring. And I was on cloud nine just for that. And Jim and Mary Bloomberg were judging that year. And they gave their speech and they thanked the association. And uh, they just kind of went through what they were looking for in their champion showman and everything. And uh, then they went to start picking their top 10. And, uh, they came over to me, and Mr. Jim gave me a high five, and so I pulled over to the fence, and uh, and I was just so excited that I was in the top ten to begin to begin with. That I was super happy that I was ten. And then they hand me a belt buckle, oh, and wow. my dad was my dad was standing right beside me on the other side of the fence, and so I passed it to him. I was like, "Wow, Dad." they're really good at prizes. They're giving belt buckles to the top 10. And he, I remember his eyes started tearing up and he, he started laughing. He was like, Whitney, he's like, you're not 10. You just won. And, and I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was honestly shocked. I was like, no, no, I wasn't. I was, I was 10 that he's like, no, you just won showmanship. And so, uh, I, I think that that was, definitely the most memorable showmanship experience I've ever had uh, because I I had mm, how do I say I was just so humbled to be in there in the top 10 anyways that I had no clue that I would eat, that I was good enough to win that day against so many awesome showmen and I also I did beat my brother that day he was third but then in the other ring, he beat me. So it, it all worked out in the end. Well, being humble is a very, very good quality to have. And I love stories like that where people just talk about their experiences. My mom and dad tell me stories similar to that all the time. Um and when you said that this is kind of a funny story, I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for what's what you're going to say next. Uh, I just appreciate you sharing that. And that's a very special moment that um, if I were you, I would cherish a lot. I, I don't think I will ever forget that day. It was it was a very special day. to be in. And that, that was the first the first time I'd ever won a national level showmanship. And so it was a very special day, not just for me, but for my whole family. So I'm sure whether it's in social media or just in the general public, how do you deal with the negativity in this world? I uh, was very blessed to grow up with a very good life. And my parents uh, have, and my grandparents 
my whole family is very rooted in our faith um, and and centered around Christ. And uh, my parents have always taught me to see the good in everything and to try and always find something positive out of negative situations. Uh, one of my one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Esther four fourteen, uh, which is perhaps this is the moment for which you were created. And whenever I am put in a negative situation, whether that's interacting with someone on social media or one of my friends is just having a really really bad day, I try and remember that verse because sometimes sometimes I am. A negative person and I don't like that um, and so I'll try and remember that verse whenever I whenever I get negative or I'm in that situation and um, I just try to remember that there's a reason and God put me in this situation um, and I may not know what that reason is and I may never know um, but I think that especially after 2020 and the COVID-19 outbreak, just everyone being so isolated and, you know, just the heartbreak that some of my friends that were seniors that got their last Houston canceled, um, that happened to one of my best friends, I know that was heartbreaking for her and she, it's just a negative situation overall and I just tried to be there for her as much as I could and find some glimmer of hope and positivity and remind her that God has a plan, um, even though sometimes we can't see it. And so I think that no matter what kind of a negative situation we're in, that uh, I'm truly, for me, the only way that I can actually get out of a negative situation, out of a negative mindset, is to turn to my faith and... um, remind myself that God is in control and that there is a reason that this is happening um, and that it will all work out for the good. I agree with you. Thank you for that. Um, And that's something that we should all strive to do when we're angry, when we're in a bad situation and everyone's angry at us. Um, Could you say that verse one more time? I heard it fine, but could you just say it again for all the listeners? Yeah, it's Esther 414 and it's Perhaps this is the moment for what you were created, and I think I think that's the um, NIV version. I'm not a hundred percent positive on that. But. That's okay. Thank you for that verse. That's something we should all remember um, when we're in difficult times. So thank you very much. Absolutely. What are some of your short short term goals and long term goals for your future? So some of my short-term goals, well, I am currently a sophomore at Oklahoma State, so here in the next few years, I I plan on graduating with a, with a bachelor's degree in agribusiness and a minor in agricultural leadership, and then, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, working with Arkansas Youth Expo, we just had our inaugural show back in October. And so we have a lot of plans to continue growing that. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see where that goes here in the next few years. I, I, Arkansas really hasn't had an exposition at the state level other than our state fair, which is a great opportunity for all the kids in the, in the state. But I just feel like, I, I just feel like 
those exhibitors deserve even another opportunity to be able to exhibit their livestock because as we all know, every judge has a different opinion. And so the way I look at it is that just gives another kid an opportunity to shine and to all, basically all of those kids be rewarded for their hard work. So, um, yeah, those are some of my short-term goals. Um, I'm also, I'm also, this is sad, but I'm getting close to the end of my junior show career. Um, so I, I uh, have have a few more a few more shows that I have dreamed about winning my whole career, and so we're going to try and win those. And if we don't, again, it's all in God's hands. Uh, but I, I would really like to try and win them. Long term, I would I I would love to move home uh, back to Northwest Arkansas. But if I find a career that I really love it somewhere else, I'd be more than happy to move anywhere. Um, I just I just really want to find a career that is in the agricultural industry. I'm really wide open to what that will look like, whether that's working for a junior breed association or a livestock show or um even a feed supplement company. I, I think as long as I'm tied back somehow to the junior livestock industry and I can basically serve the industry that raised me and um, made me into the person I am today, as long as I'm somewhere in that, I will be more than happy and I will be so excited to wake up early and go to work every day. And I think that's really important. And when you go to find a job is to find something that you're passionate about, about what you're excited to go to work every day. So I, I just really hope I find something like that. I think those are great goals. And that's something I've always dreamed of to just find something that's tied to the cattle industry that I love. And so I can um, serve the industry that practically raised me. I think those are great goals. And you have a very bright future, I think. And so I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. And I think you have a very bright future. You are so ambitious. This is, how old are you, Sierra? 12. You're 12. You are awesome. This, this podcast is awesome. And, and I've seen a lot, like just through social media and seeing you and your sisters and your family uh, around livestock shows, you, you girls are so driven and so passionate about this industry. And I think it is absolutely awesome thank you very much for that i appreciate you have i appreciate having you on here it's been a real honor well i am honored to have been able to talk with you today it has been the highlight of my day and you were saying um how i was giving you hard questions and my mom doesn't do it all for me but i'm serious without her this wouldn't be possible and so um thank you mom I think that's really awesome that you and your mom get to do this together. It's it's a great way to bond together, and especially since it's tied back uh, to agriculture and the junior livestock industry. So tell her thank you from me, from me too, uh, for letting me be on here with you guys today. All right, I will. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please like and share it. And God be with you as you shoot for grand. Thank you.